What is going on? What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, man? You guys are tuned in to Trailblazers Radio. I am your host for the evening. My name is Frederick Beattie, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in to us tonight. You guys could have been anywhere else, but you guys are right here with us, and we most definitely appreciate you for coming in and coming on. So we most definitely thank you for, for, for tuning in to us tonight, and man, we got a great show for you guys tonight, and look, I'm excited to have this person come on again, man. But before we even get into all that, man, I want to give you guys a couple of announcements, man. So first and foremost, man, like us and follow us on Trailblazers Radio at our Facebook page, um, which is Trail, which is Trail, which is Trail, which is Trailblazers Radio, and also, you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, follow each, follow each and one of our each and one of us, the host, my me myself, Quinn Jones. And Coco Fenton, and also I just want to let you guys know that we are that we are currently transitioning from audio only to video and audio. So we're you so we hope that this particular format is a bit is better for you guys, and it's also it gives you a chance to be able to be up close and personal with us as well as our well as our guests and things of that nature. But again, I want to thank you guys so very much for tuning in tuning in with us tonight man again you guys could have been anywhere else but you guys are right here with us man and the last thing i want to say before we jump into this right now man if you guys if you're an artist if you're a business person if you are a an author if you have a business if you have a business if you have a product that you want to talk about or if you just or if you or if you're a spiritual leader man we want to hear from you so shoot us an email at trailblazersradio at gmail.com and we will most definitely definitely Get you guys get you set up for get you set up for that. And I promise we'll respond with you guys within 24 hours and get you guys and get you guys set up, man. So I so again, thank you guys so much for for tuning into us, man. Please, but also please like, share, and follow, like, share, and follow this particular video, man. Share with your uh, with your internet circle of influence, man. We appreciate that. We will we most definitely will appreciate that. So with all that being said, man. Oh, just want to let you guys know also that I am that also that we that we that we are uploading our most recent episodes um, to Ank to Anchor, and though and though and though those recent, most recent episodes are available right now on Spotify, they're available on Google Podcasts, they're available on Breaker, and they're also available on Anchor and on on Anchor. So make sure you go to Trailblazers Radio, like and follow, like and follow us on those on those streaming platforms, man. We we most definitely will appreciate it. And we most definitely will appreciate it. Thank you guys. So, and again, thank you guys so very much for tuning in to us. And we thank you. So, with that being said, I am going to bring uh, bring in my special guest right now. This young lady does not need an introduction, but I am going to give her the best introduction that I possibly can. So, if you guys if you guys remember back in January, I interviewed this young lady um, on. On uh, on Trailblazer Radio on Block Talk on Block Talk Radio, we talked we talked uh, we talked a lot about her her global release of her book Your True Power: The Keys to Your Amazing Life, and we had several of her co-authors available, and we t- we had a wonderful conversation, and we talked about not only her writing journey but their writing journey, but also the, these amazing stories that these co-authors put together in this amazing book. So now we're now we're going to talk to the visionary behind the book. So we're going to talk to her about. Well, a lot of things, but we you but you'll find out. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna bring to bring into the studio, bring into the studio right now, none other than the author and the creative creative director, the, the creator, the mastermind behind your amazing this powerful book, your amazing your your true power, Miss Trissa Tismal Capilli. 
Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. So glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And how are you? I'm doing great. We actually just finished day one of the Your True Power book launch party. So that's happening every day until Sunday. And so it's been amazing. And we just launched the book as well this week. So it's yes. been super great. Super, super yeah. great. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to be a part of that. I'm I'm so glad to have you back here with us to, uh, this evening and we got a lot to, we got a lot to unpack really. We got a lot to unpack and I I, I know that you guys are doing this this 3-day event and that's going to be powerful. That's going to be amazing and I'm most definitely going to try to tune in as much as as as, as much as I can with with these 3 days. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yes. You know, it's there's a lot of buzz, a lot of energy and excitement and love, definitely, that's being poured into this and just being exchanged, like from the authors and from the readers and the audience. It's just a love fest. So it's super amazing. <laughs> wow. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Anytime that I, anytime that we can, anytime that we, that we can, that I did my platform, that our platform can just help boost your boost your platform. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a it's a win win here. It's most definitely it's most definitely a win win. Likewise, likewise. So let's 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 jump in. Let's jump into this, man. Let's jump into this. So you're a speaker. You're a professional coach. You're you're a lot. You're a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But. Let's uh, let's talk about the coach part of it. So first of all, when did when did you jump into the professional coaching part of this? Uh, that was almost 14 years ago, actually. And that was the point where I actually, so right before that, I had a continuing legal education company. So I was working with Supreme Court justices, judges from Wow. It's really, yeah, it was really, really fun. And at the end of that, you know, I launched it, I um, founded it, and I was having external success, but I wasn't happy. And I was feeling, I wasn't, it wasn't feeling like success at all. And uh. so, and so I went into this journey of, okay, they, you know, the success advisors are saying that you got to do what you love. And I realized that the legal industry was not really a good fit for me. And so I went on this, I traveled and went on a journey to find what I loved. And one day somebody told me that just said, Trissa, I think you'd be a great coach. And I said, what is that? Like at that time, about 14 years ago, there was not a lot of coaches yet. It wasn't known. So I went and did a Google search. Again, not a lot was written on it, but it felt like the perfect fit. It was everything to me that I've been all I've already been doing. Ah. So yeah, it's something I've been doing and it just felt like a career and a business and work that was just like, like just made for me. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I followed my heart. I went and, you know, went to coaching school and immediately started coaching very successful people. And so that's how the coaching journey started. And actually, you know, just to give you a bigger background, I started my own personal development. My first self-help book I read at age 12. 
And so it's, it was actually a culmination. So by the time I was told that coaching would be good for me, I already had that wealth of knowledge of personal development. That's why I aligned with it really quickly. Good, man. That's that's what. And now did the coaching come out of just the frustration of what you were doing current, what you were doing as far as the legal business, legal side of this? Or was it just something that you had kind of just slowly but surely kind of matriculated into? I feel that. So the sense was, you know, when you were younger, like and this happened, I went um, I have a degree in psychology. So I knew so everybody in class was either going to be a lawyer or a doctor because <laughs> when you're in a, when you have an, a psychology undergrad where in my university like it was just two things it's either you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer and i didn't i didn't like either so i was like i just wanted and i actually since i've been reading personal development i i actually kind of looked up to these people who are teaching these things and to me, part of me, I felt that like ever since I was young, I was I just had this knack and this passion of sharing, sharing love, sharing positivity, helping people with their even before I was a coach, I was already people already come to me for advice. That's why when this other person told me I'd be a great coach, I was already doing the things that a coach does. So it yeah it was it really felt like a a glove like like the perfect fit glove like I've been doing all these things and apparently there's a job that's exactly what I was doing already. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. And I mean, so now as far as your brand of coaching, do you now do you coach professionals? Do you coach uh, you know ordinary people? Who do who is your who is your who is your core? Who are the core people that you reach out to? Um, I so I, you know, of course, the the things that I teach is applicable to everyone. But I I have been gravitating to and the people that gravitates to me are the entrepreneurs, are people who are high achieving entrepreneurs um, who are change makers, who are there to who are in professions or businesses that are there to help others. So I'm really passionate and also loving to work with those kind of people is because they are also these big thinkers and they want to make big changes in the world. And it's just assisting them and facilitating them into making that happen. Wow. Wow. And mm -hmm. hey, you've been you've been doing this for a bit. You said you've been doing this for the better part of 14 years. I mean, so how so how has that been for these last these 14 years has it been i'm pretty sure as you have your share of ups and downs and oh, yes. highs and lows <laughs> i mean so has it but it but all in all has it been has it been rewarding absolutely you know to me the most rewarding part is really seeing my clients in their ahas in their breakthroughs seeing them from where they are it's like every client feels like my baby <laughs> You know, when you see your child finally standing up and walking and now they can talk and now they can do this. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if you have right. a kid, but when you see somebody who, let's say, just a few months ago didn't have the confidence or couldn't even get up on stage and speak or couldn't even uh, or, you know, were stuck in a particular um, income level and suddenly you blow that up and help them. So like just 
being part of that shift and that transformation is absolutely rewarding all the time from the smallest ones, from the smallest like uh ahas to like the big, you know, celebrations. It's like today, like with the co-authors, right? Like just really celebrating Mm -hmm. them for fun. That's good. That's 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 good. That's good. I mean, I think that it's it's largely important that, you know, we do our bit. We do what we can as far as empowering people to be their best, especially in the entrepreneurial realm, because, you know, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of these entrepreneurs are not really, I mean, I won't say not really, but a lot of those are, who are in their own business, they don't, they don't have some, some of them have guidance, guidance, some of them don't, and then some of them don't have the proper coaching on how to be successful. And it's a good thing to have individuals like yourself to come in and teach them the proper ways to be successful and maybe have them let have them apply some life lessons as well. Yes. And the truth is actually, you know, a lot of us like entrepreneurs, when I say also entrepreneurs, there's this, the, the people who are driven to really do more and have more and are big thinkers. Right. And we all have, like, I feel that you have that in you, the fact that you are, you have a platform and a stage and you are bringing this, goodness in the world that there are things that's in us there's like a seed and a a fuel that's wanting to come out and make a difference in the world and part of it is that we know like there's a certain knowing that you're you're meant to do this and there's a calling that brings you forward and at the same time too like we also there's things that that we all have blind spots there are things that you don't see And somebody like me could help you see that because when you are going towards a certain direction and you're not going at the speed that you want, maybe, or you're keeping, you keep on going on circles or something else, right? Like that's something that feels like you're being slowed down. There's something that you're not seeing. And so I, with my training and my experience are able to help my clients to see those blind spots. And as we eliminate those blind spots, that's when the results speed up. It's when the results come in so much ease and flow because you're not being blindsided anymore. That's good. I mean, and I like and I like how you put that because some because there are blind spots that we don't see, especially when especially when it's like to our left and to our right, because a lot of us get this tunnel vision and this is all we see. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see anything here. We just, we're just, we're just, we're just focused forward. And it, you, and you need somebody to be able to say, Hey, there's a blind spot right here. Or, Hey, you don't want to go that direction. That's a bad, that's a bad way. And it allows that, it allows that person to, to still remain focused forward. But now you have someone to watch your back and say, Hey, you don't need to do this. Or, Hey, this is not a good thing. Let's pull back from this. And if I, you know, if I, if I knew, if I knew then what, if I knew that now and try if I knew that, if I knew that then, you know, a few years ago when I started off this, this, this podcasting, this radio journey, this author journey, I, I probably would be a lot in a, I would say I'd probably be in a lot better place, but however, you know, the direction and the shifting and shifting and things and where, where this is taking me, I won't, I wouldn't change it because I'm, it's I'm still I was still able to get to where I need to be. I just took the law. I just took the longer way around it. 
Yes. And then because you took the long way and you learned the lessons, now you can help somebody else take the shortcut. Yeah, but shortcuts aren't always a good thing because even though a shortcut is the best, sometimes a quick and easy way, I guess I, I guess I'm an old school person. I prefer the, you know, the long circuitous route. Let me learn these lessons <laughs> along the way, you know, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And and I guess, you know, you're right. Like the word shortcut feels like, oh, I'm cutting, right? I think what I meant to say is that when we are, and, it, and you know, I think this is the thing. What I really want to assist clients with is that it's not about having a long cut, long way or shortcut, right? It's most about most because it's, it doesn't, it's not really about the speed, right, of where right. you go to, but it's about unraveling or unpacking the journey because sometimes where you're in a journey, you know, you can say it's the long way, but the only reason it, it is becoming long is because you're going in circles, maybe. Right. Right, like you're, or you're going, wanting to go north, but you're actually heading west or you're heading south because you're not seeing it because you're actually in the experience and you don't have a different perspective or a point of view to see on top that, hey, you're actually going the other way when you're wanting to go this way. And sometimes you just don't want to have to do it on your own when you don't have to. Right. Sometimes it just makes it an easier and more fun experience when you have somebody that's cheering you on, somebody that's seeing things from a different perspective than you and somebody who has you know, again, like have training or a perspective or to show you something that's because we can only see things from our current level of view, right? Like there's only a perception um, range that we're able to see. And when you have a teammate with you that has a different point of view, you get to have those like two heads are better than one. Right? Always. So it's always it's just having another person in the team just so it's so much lighter and more fun for you i will i will most definitely agree upon fun because uh, <laughs> fun is always fun is always good mm -hmm. and I, absolutely and I, and I think when you read what the one way that i recognize it is that you know for for a lot of us you know for well, i won't say a lot of us for the majority of us we already know where we already know the destination where we already know the destination of where we're going. It's the, it's the just now it's the, it's the excitement of the journey that we should, that, that a lot of, that a lot of us don't necessarily embrace. We're happy and we're yay, yay, yay about the destination, but then, but we don't, but we don't want to take the journey to get to the destination. And I think that's where, I think that's the misconception with, yes. I know with some of us, I think you are pointing to the right direction here. Absolutely. Because actually another distinction is that people are always wanting to go to a destination that they have in there, like an imagined destination, right? Because right. it's not in their experience. And then you are not wanting to be here in the present moment because you want to go to a future moment. And the truth is it's always just a present happening. Right. <laughs> Right. The right. Happening all the time. And if you just enjoy the present moment, every moment, then you are all you have already arrived in the 
Cause, cause we do things because in the future you want to be happier, but what if you just become happy now? Right. And as you are happy every step of the way, then you create just bigger and bigger and bigger happiness in your life. I I love that. I love that thought process. I really do. Because again, you know, we, and it all, and it all, I think it all culminates into the point of just, you know, just recognizing that we all need to, we, you just have to, instead of wanting to be in a future moment, you just need to be in the present moment and just live it, live that moment, you know, one, one minute, one second, one hour, you know, at a time, you know, because the opportunity, the opportunity of us meeting tomorrow is not promised. That is so true. So true. I mean, how much more obvious, right? Could this truth be than this pandemic happening? Like just, you don't know, like if you're going to be with us or see or hear from this person next week, or, you know, you have no idea. And so it's just a great reminder for us to just enjoy the now. Yeah. I think, I think this pandemic has just put a lot of, a lot of things for a lot of people in, in a much more closer and proper perspective, you know, closeness with family, cherishing friends, you know, building and strengthening those relationships that, you know, that, that you have with people. And I think this pandemic has really just kind of proved that, you know, because again, like you mentioned, it's people leaving this planet left and right. And there is it's family members, it's close friends, it's distant relatives, it's people that we people that we know, not on an intimate level, but we know on a maybe on a personal or professional level. And I mean, I know for a lot of people, it's a depressing thing to talk about, but it's excuse me, but it's a but it's a real thing to talk about. It's it speaks to it speaks to what we just where we just mentioned. Why worry about tomorrow when the that opportunity may not be offered to you just live in this current moment this is your moment this is the moments that you have to live in right now if you had the last couple of hours if you were given two hours to live what would you what would you do with that if you were given the rest of this rest of this evening to live what would you do with that if you were given 24 hours to live what would you do with that knowing that you won't meet the next 48 or 96 hours what would you do with that yes that is so true like really living from that state of mind that all we have is now because we tend to forget and we tend to take the now for granted trying to go somewhere else right in the future and being dissatisfied in the moment that you want to just be somewhere else and it's really you know and, and some people listening might be confused but what about a, B, C, D. What about my retirement? What about my business? What about the grocery next week? Whatever it is, right? And right. it's really confusing. So how about that? And it's not, it doesn't mean being in the present moment doesn't mean you're just going to sit down and do nothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. It just means that you are your head or your thoughts are not going somewhere in the future or in the past, actually, you know, that's where most people tend to live in the future or in the past. And they're not being here. 
Right. When here now has is so rich with so much things to be grateful for and to enjoy and appreciate and be happy about. So yeah. And and I and I and and I get the I get it that people want to people want to focus forward because again this this whole this whole thing called life to me is just a just a huge rat race where we're some we're all trying to we're all trying to struggling to try to get to the top of whatever of whatever mountain that we're trying to climb and so I so I do get the part of focus forward but again as we stated we've stated before you know why not just be here in this present moment in this present time because in this present time you have family you have friends you have other loved ones you have people that you that you you know you have people that want to interact with you that want to that want to share those share that intimate moment those intimate moments with you even if it's just for the span of maybe five minutes or so you know but there are people that want to share those intimate moments with you and i think a lot of a lot of us as human beings we forget the fact that we so we're so focused we're so focused forward on tomorrow or the next day or next week or next month that we forget about today because again you know there you know there's a there you know there's a brother or a sister or a spouse or you know or a child that that one that that really needs you to focus here and now and we say I think as us as human beings we're so lax in that part of it because we don't see the importance of right now because tomorrow next month next year next week you know next the next two hours or something like that you know we, we focus on everything that's future forward and why not be present why not just instead of being future forward why not just be present-minded that is so true and what i find is that the reason people wants to go to a distant future is because they don't want to be or they're escaping any pain or struggle in the present moment mm. right like if they have a pain that's here let's say they're broke right if somebody's broke or somebody's in a heartbreak or something like you want to have be planning for something else it, it's it it becomes sometimes you know it becomes if you will an escape to always be looking into the future to create in this hope that it's going to be better one day or it's going to be better the next day when better actually exists in the present moment and i know for those who are suffering really intense stuff even body pain or whatever pain that is that it's something that's hard for you to wrap your mind around but the gift is always there like if you know in the present moment and if you have um the right tools right mm -hmm. then and and knowledge in terms of like okay because sometimes it's more of what do i do with this pain now it's gonna kill me i'd rather just distract myself and think of a positive moment in the future mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
you know, it, this is this is the thing. This is the point where it's tricky, right? Like, okay, let me just imagine a brighter future and let me have that pull me forward instead of me killing myself right now, <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> or right. getting drugs or whatever. But it's more of really facing the pain of that present moment, really feeling it instead of stuffing it, really allowing it to leave your body instead instead of suppressing it. And that would be a very big, big gift that you are giving to yourself. And you get to do that in the present moment. And when you do, the next day is going to be much better mm. without you planning for it, mm. without you right um, chasing it. Now, when you're co now when you co when you coach people, do you, now do you coach people up? Do you coach your clients up on the on the, on these kind con the concepts that we're talking about? Absolutely, this is really the core of what I teach people and coach people about is the it's unsuppressing everything and really being with everything that's here in the moment. Because when, for example, any challenge, whether it's business, relationship, health, whatever it is in my clients or in my, you know, in, in anyone's life, it's actually just a gift in the present moment telling you that, hey, it's like this warning sign, eh, 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 look, look, look here. That pain is a signal that it's not supposed to be this way. There's something that you have to shift. There's something here for you to uncover and unpack so that once it leaves, it leaves. It doesn't haunt you anymore. And then once we do and make those shifts, then that's when real change happens. Got it. The one thing I like to go by, no, no mind change, no life change. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's something that it's something uh, one a, a pastor to, of a church that I went to in Florida had man, he she mentioned this on more than one occasion, and I never understood the the real meaning of it until until probably maybe maybe two years ago. Mm. Had to really understand the concept and really understand that what what she was pointing, what she was poking home with me about that. You know, you if you want to change your outlook and the way that your life is, you need to change how you think about you, how you think about your life or how you think about yourself. And that, you know, positive thinking towards, you know, how you feel about your life goes a long way with your outlook and your out and the, and the outcome that you that you encounter or you experience. And it took me a couple of years, just a couple of years ago, just to really understand what that really really meant and really truly embrace the meaning of what that is what that is and not run with it but you know hold that thing hold that particular thing close to me and just understand that okay if i don't change this this part of my life ain't gonna ain't gonna move and one of we got a kind of one of the people that in the comments said yeah you um, Jay Curry says you can't get to the future without dealing with it now. That is very, very true. Yes, that is so true. You have you have to deal with what's in front of you first before you can deal with what's you have to deal with what's directly in front of you before you can deal with anything that's in front of you in the distance. And it's it makes it makes a it makes a world of difference when you're able to focus here in the moment that you currently have. A lot of us don't a lot of us don't live in the moment. 
like like we should or like we like we ought to. We don't take it that one hour, that one moment that we don't do. We don't we don't do it. We don't do it like that. We again, we run this race to where we're trying to climb. We're whatever mountain we're trying to climb. We're going to we're in a rush to get to the top. And then that rush to get to the top, we we forget about. We forget about all the things that we endured or the things that we suffered or the things that we. That we went through just to get just to get to the bottom or just to get to the bottom of that mountain or even to get to or even to get to get the opportunity to climb the mountain. Yes. And, and I know what I know. And I know there are people that are out there listening with, you know, with, they could have a lot of emotional baggage or whatnot or any type of baggage, whatever you. I think that it's important for for though for you guys to understand that. If you don't get if you don't focus on what is right now, which is your present, you'll never be you won't get to your future or your future won't manifest the way you want the way it's supposed to, because you if you take care of what's right now. Your future will be able. Your future will be what whatever you make it to be, or whatever you envision it to be. But you got to deal with here, right here. <laughs> and I said, I sound, I sound like, I sound like I'm being preachy, but I'm not. Yeah, and that's really powerful what you just shared because what what um, comes to mind too is a lot of people who focus all their life in the future, whether it's like, okay, I'm going to work, work, work. And when retirement comes then that's when I'm going to make the trip mm -hmm. or oh, I'm going to work, 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 work. And then one day, you know, when I have this much money in my bank account, then I'll do this and that, you know, like, and then suddenly that day comes or maybe it never comes. Right. Like my dad said, Oh, when I'm retired, I'll be doing this and that right when he retired he died mm, right so it's like wow. like something you've waited for all your life didn't even you didn't get to enjoy it you know how many times has that happened or even let's not talk about that long like people who really worked hard for something even if it's a competition maybe or even like making your book a bestseller right like for authors that's huge right and I've interviewed like really big New York Times bestselling authors and um, really recall that after the whole thing, reaching it, they actually felt depressed. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, it's not what they thought it's going to be <laughs> or all the exhaustion and all the things that they traded to get there. Mm. Kind of like imagine getting to a pinnacle, imagine wanting to get to a pinnacle. And then you reach it, and then it's not all it's cracked up to be. Now you're disappointed. Now you're depressed. Now you're despondent. Now you're like, I get I gave up all this blood, sweat, and tears, and more, and then some, just for this experience not to be what it's what I had envisioned it to be this whole time. I'm a bestseller, but I'm depressed. I'm a bestseller, but I'm despondent. I'm this CEO of this big old company. Something that I wanted to do for a long time, but I don't feel I'm in my heart. In my heart's not really there now. Yeah, or and then also there becomes just this habit of having a carrot in front of you, 
And then once you get to the carrot, it's like, I'm lost. I need another carrot. Like all my life, all I knew what to do is chase a carrot. And right. so you're creating a life where you always just have to chase a carrot and not actually savoring the carrot. You got to be able to savor it before you before you chase. I mean, once you get to it, what I think once you get to it, you just savor it and just enjoy enjoy that moment. You know, some people just they get the carrot, they they gobble it down. They don't enjoy it. They don't savor it. They don't, you know, feel the feel the good in it. They just it's on it's on to the next. And again, for the people that's out here watching you, it's important to enjoy the successes that you have, whether they're, they're whether they're whether they're this little or they're this big, you have to enjoy you have to enjoy the successes that you have and savor those successes and just be and be proud of those successes. I mean I can't I can't recall it. I can I can recall a couple of occasions where I've got I got to where a certain spot in this whole journey that I've taken as an author, as a podcaster, as a as a writer and all that's where I get to one spot. And I'm like, what's next? And I'm looking around like, what's next? And I'm staying. And then for that one moment, I'm just frozen. Like I'm looking around. What's what's the next thing? What's the next? What's the next? I What's the next objective? I'm froze. And that's and to, I know. And it only until I realized that. I had to well, I had to savor that moment and really just like, yeah, and relax and like I'm here. Let me enjoy this for let me enjoy this for a minute. Let me just bask in this glory. Let me let this let me let this sunlight just kiss. Let me let this sunlight just run all over me and let me enjoy this moment. Let me sit back with this glass of wine and say, hey, I'm good for a moment. And then whatever the next challenge is, at that particular point, I'm I'm well rested. I'm still energized and I'm even more confident now than I was when I first started. So now I can go out now I can go after it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the, now I know you teach those concepts when you coach people, but do you kind of, but do you teach, but do you teach them in a way that where it's to where it's practical, where it's practical to them to where they understand it. And that's in that sense, in the sense that we're talking about it or, do you teach do you teach it in a, in another way? Because I know everybody learns differently and they bring in concepts differently. I love teaching people experientially. I I prefer to to talk about things less and have my clients do more. Like really learn the learning from embodying it, from actually walking it, from actually doing it and facilitating them. So for example, right? So, you know, you're an author. So for example, somebody couldn't, is struggling writing their story mm. or struggling getting out there and speaking, right? So let's say that's, or they're scared. Like my, my the way I facilitate is I actually lovingly take their hand and come on, let's go on stage and you're gonna speak. And whatever terror that comes up, because it can be like a big resistance there, then I'm there to actually facilitate that because that terror, whatever they're feeling, is not coming. See, this is a, this, these are the concepts that's important, 
right? So it's about learning the concept. And once they learn the concept, they can step into it. So when something is scary, like this, that let's say getting on stage and speaking is scary and it's coming up because I'm actually bringing them to do it already. I facilitate them to allow those fears, those terrors to leave their body through, you know, mm -hmm. I have a coaching method that I, I walk them through. And then once all of it is out of their body, now they find themselves actually there on stage in the spotlight speaking confidently and enjoying it. And now they're on the other side and they're like, wow, I did it. And they're just, you know, like celebrating and really joyful. And so the change is cellular. It mm -hmm. goes down to the cellular molecular level because we're not, this is not score and you're sitting down and taking notes and trying to like understand it and see if you can apply it the next day on your own. Right. This is more of like, let's actually walk the walk, experience it. And when you experience it, that's the real learning. That's where the real change happens. Hmm. Because there's right. no turning back, right? Like once right. your body experiences it, you cannot, because if we're just talking concepts and then you can tell your mind, your mind can only go so far and your mind can actually even not just really the mind, but the program, there's this ego program or subconscious program, the default that can hold you back from implementing. But once the body has already experienced it, that's such a big force that it actually changes the neural grooves in your brain as well. Mm. I like to call that being thrown to the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and it does, it may sound scary, but it's the most transformative that I've seen um, happen. Now I don't make people like, I don't like literally throw them if they don't choose to, right? Like right. We do some work, before that to get them closer and closer to that point but it's you know they have the the steps if you will like there's like if, if you're ready to go jump in jump in but if you need this little steps at a time we do the little steps but if they but if they feel confident enough to to jump in the water then there you want you want you you'll let them go ahead and jump in but you'll be their life preserver for them yes i'm there whatever happens i'm there for them I like how you mentioned that you teach people by experience and not by not by just putting it putting it on a blackboard and letting them take notes and then let, having them apply it, try to apply it the next day. I like how you teach by experience and not by you know just regular learning because I think we all can. I think we both can agree that experience is the better teacher, is the best teacher in a lot in a lot of instances. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It is the best, best teacher <laughs> is so, experience. And I think and, and, I, and I like the simple fact that you that you are that, you know, that safety net or that life preserver for them. Just in, just in case they tend to slip up or may or they may fall, they may fall. You you give them that opportunity to be able to fall forward instead yeah. of falling backwards. Yes. And one big piece that I really, really drill in, if you will, is that I am here really not, I, my only job is to really have you realize, learn, and know from in your core that you are the answer, that you have everything that it takes already. So for example, some people 
might be scared to jump in the water because they're like, oh, I have to read about swimming first. I have to go get an online course about swimming first before I go there, right? (laughs) The truth is that ability to float is already in you. You were born with it. Babies, you know, I gave birth in water. You know, like babies will just naturally float. So we that's my job is for you to uncover and really know that you don't need anything or anyone in a in not in a like, oh, I'm arrogant and I don't need anything or anyone more in a way of like everything you ever needed and wanted and desired. It's already inside you and you have it all. And I like I like how you do that. You use it, use the experience to bring to bring it, to pull it out of them. But also when you put when you when they experience it, it it helps with it helps with the confidence level. Oh, absolutely. You know, them and all but but also confidence also. I mean, I know for me, you know, I think I can recall, I think I've and this is just something that just came to my mind really quickly. I think I can recall learning how to be a, you know, learn how to be an umpire as far as, far as literally was concerned. Mm-hmm. It was something that I wasn't, I felt I wasn't cut out to do or I wouldn't feel like I wasn't, I didn't have, I, it wasn't that I had, didn't have the physical ability to do it or anything of that nature. It just felt that it was some, all the concepts were being thrown at me at just one time that when I got on the field, I was like a deer in headlights. But then slowly but surely, you know, when you know, people like my father and um, a couple of other guys that I will that are were, were very integral to my development at that point. When they pulled me to the side and they said, hey, look. You're human, you're going to make these mistakes. It's OK. So, you know, they didn't. They, it's OK. You know, worry about worry about worry about the net, worry about the next thing. You don't dwell on the last the last play. Worry about this one. When they pulled me to the side and they told me that, told me to work to, to do that, a lot of things became a lot easier, a lot, and everything became a lot simpler. And that's when things began to slow, began to slow down for me. And I think that's important in what you do because how you show people how to do this, eventually as they continue to do it, things begin to slow down. Now they now they they don't have to rush headlong into something. They can start. They can sit back and watch, and take their time in entering. And then even when they're out there speaking to people, they're not. They don't have to worry about just grabbing a microphone and just spilling out everything in incoherently. They can take their time and do it, or they can take their time and open up that business without rushing headlong into it. And I and I love and I love and I love that how you how you show people that without necessarily without necessarily talk mentioning it to mentioning it to them verbally. Yeah, and and it does have a place, right? Like talking about things and hearing it, like what we're doing right now. That it definitely has a place, and it's definitely very helpful. But then I've seen a lot of people get stuck in that, like just listening to so many podcasts youtube you know maybe watching reading like but just stuck in that in the learning process and not getting themselves to actually do it and it's it's really that 
neural grooves, right? Like we have these grooves in our brains that once you actually do it, you have a, you know, you're creating new neural grooves. And the more, once you do it, the next time, like, as you said, it's going to be easier. And then the next time is easier and then easier. And then that's when you, what you said about it being slower happens. It's because you're just relaxed. You've done it 10 times, 20 times, 100 times. Yep. And repet- and I think, and I, and I like that you put, put it that way, because repetition is the key to, I think, mastering anything. It, you don't, I think you don't master something just by book knowledge or by knowledge of being spoke, if it being spoken to, you have to put it into action and you have to repeat it as many times as necessary until it's, until it's right or until it's the way that you were taught. So I like the fact that you, that you mentioned, that you mentioned repetition but you don't but you don't verbally speak you don't verbally mention it to your clients even though they probably know that they're going to be they're going to go through this repetitive repetitious process and i'm just i i just i just love how you put those concepts out there and again without speak without verbally speaking them because Mm -hmm. because some people are like some people go off verbal keys like if someone told me like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to show you this concept today. If someone told me that my mind's already set, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to learn. Now someone inadvertently taught the concept to me without telling me, telling it to me, that would be something different. But I think it, but I think that requires someone to be a lot more open-minded too. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes it does take, you know, like um, sometimes it does take a book or a podcast or this verbal teaching for them to open up to the next step of actually doing it. So maybe somebody listening right now will hear this and because they heard it, then they're going to take the next step tomorrow to actually doing it. Right, right. (laughs) So so with the coaching part of it now, did the, now did the speaking part come naturally with the coaching part, or did it, or was that, or did was that something that you kind of grew into as well? Hmm, great question. So let me recall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to recall. So it, this is interesting because again, when I was before I discovered the coaching, like I told you, like I was already like wondering about the things that I like to do. And I, you know, like I actually wondered about the speaking as well, because I remember um, attending a seminar um, way, you know, maybe I was in college or so. And it's like, wow, that's pretty cool what this guy's doing. Like they get to be in front and teach and inspire. So I think there was a Kindle there, right? Like a spark um, in me that I wanted to do it. But then what really reinforced it, I think I shared a little bit about this in our last episode together, was when I had um, that reading, if you will, like somebody telling me that it's actually part of my what I was made like I was born in this world to speak and write and to me that was just this big rocket booster of okay I'm not just gonna wonder about this anymore (laughs) I'm really gonna do it because it's and I've been feeling it it's just that I I guess I needed that rocket boost that (laughs) that push to tell that hey 
you got to do it because it's really what, you know, it's part of my DNA. It's like what my seed is supposed to grow into. So that's where, that's where, that's the history of that. <laughs> How hard was that to embrace initially? Ah, well, it was pretty, it was kind of a, uh, there was a bit of a resistance. And the reason is I was, English is not my first language, if that's too obvious, right? right. <laughs> so I was not confident about speaking in English. I, um, you know, I have, if you're bilingual, this is what happens. I don't, you know, I'm bilingual. So my first language is Filipino, it's Tagalog. And so the way it happens in my brain is I'm always translating. So sometimes there's a lag time. Ah. <laughs> I've been doing it a lot. So the, the, the translation is getting faster, but there is a translation time. And so I wasn't really that confident. And then the turning point for that for me is I went into, so this is where the, you know, sometimes people you hang out with and the people you talk to, like, like something like this, right? Like right. This is listening into a conversation. So I actually, went into a conference and it's actually meeting somebody in that conference who was already a speaker speaking like hundred times a year, like going and flying all over the places and speaking and making a lot of money doing it. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to this person and this person said, I think it'd be again, like the coach part, like he said, like, I think it'd be a good speaker. And I expressed this insecurity about my accent. And you know what he told me? totally changed things for me and he said are you kidding me accents are really good like you know like that foreign accent i wish i had that because when in the speaking circuit he said the the people with the accent like you want it thicker you don't want to hide it you want it like more obvious because the more obvious your accent is the more exotic and the people think you're like really cool and like you're from this exotic like really like <laughs> much more as an expert i'm like whoa i like that <laughs> and so that's that really helped me embrace me right like that's just what i got there is like you can just embrace who you are accent and all ums and ooh you know like and all of that and <laughs> you are going to be you know, people regard that even. That was the first time I heard it, right? Like I never heard it again, <laughs> but I just was meant to hear it, I guess. But the point, his point is, you know, it's okay to embrace the accent. And from then on, I'm like, okay, speaking, you know, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, like you said, cause when you mentioned, cause when you mentioned that, you know, English is not your second language, not your first, not your native language. Yeah. And then you mentioned that you know that you're Filipino and your and your and your native language is Tagalog. I was like, because the first and when you mentioned that you that you were Trinidad, for the most part, as you were speaking to people that you were translating in your mind, it's like, oh my God, I gotta translate this from because because I gotta translate this from Tagalog to English, and then I gotta put it back out in English. <laughs> yes, and it's so funny. This is just a memory, like recently. I went to Mexico and I was hearing these people speak in Spanish and suddenly talk to me and speak really good English. And I'm like, wow, she's really good. Like, I wonder how that happens when you're speaking one language and then you speak. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what you do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, all in 
this person, like, how is she doing it? And like, wow, that's what I do. And I, it actually sometimes slips up. Like when I'm talking really fast or like I'm in the flow suddenly, like I catch myself talking some Tagalog words. I'm like, whoa, because <laughs> like the translation kind of got like, I don't know what the circuits happening in my brain is. But yeah, it, it, I do some translations. But then because I'm speaking a lot of English, sometimes too, it takes a while. Like if I, you know. Yeah, there are words that I'm used to if I is that I'm used to teaching and speaking about in English that now it's actually kind of awkward saying it in my my first language in Tagalog. Yeah. I got you. And I wonder I wonder how the interactions would be in, in your home. Like, wait a minute. And you got because I, I, I wonder how the interactions would be in your home, because I know because my cause my my daughter is Filipino and and, and black. Oh. So she so she so she has so she has dual nativity and she speaks both of them extremely fluently like whoa 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 how how, how yeah. you do that? like <laughs> how, well, how you how you do that explain that to me please <laughs> well with kids I think she would have it differently I think with her her brain has two both neural grooves for the language is really develop because she's learning it as she's growing up like mine was different because i had to it like it's it was a different brain process than what your child underwent because she was learning it throughout right like as she was growing up she's learning both right. yeah right. so that i think that's different from what i remember from my psychology class in language <laughs> at a full course just in the psychology of language i wonder how daunting that was it's like you're looking at it like oh my god Oh my God, I got to translate this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> with your daughter, I don't think she's translating probably like in her brain, but with me, yeah. I mean, because again, it was actually, although we did learn English in school, it was really uncomfortable speaking it. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know how there are kids too, who with like, you know, multicultural or biracial, right? Like they know it, they understand it, but they don't feel confident speaking it. Gotcha. Have I, got you, I don't know if you've met anybody like that, but you know, it's I common, it's common um, in the, like the Filipino Americans, like they understand, but I cannot speak it. Um, yeah, so to me, um, it was very similar to that in the beginning, like I would understand it, but I, it was really awkward speaking it. And then it's just the re repetition. We talked about this earlier, repetition. Yeah. And then that and then that push from the gentleman that you meant like, no, oh, don't worry about it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Like that. People, <laughs> I love, love that. that. Yes. Now what now what in that because because you say you're a speaker. Now do you do you do you coach that the speaking, those speaking concepts to those people, those entrepreneurs that you that you feel that you feel want to jump into that arena or is it kind of more like a, a feel to that? Or is this like, do you ask them that question? Do they want to be a speaker? Um, I, you know, if they do want to be a speaker, like normally, like because I work with change makers, they do have this message, whatever business that is, right? Like there's something in their hearts that they want to share. And right. To me, speak like if you can speak like we're carrying a conversation right now, you can be a speaker. That's what a speaker is, right? Like you were talking right here. Like it is possible. I mean, it is. It's, and if you want to make it a career, right? Is that something you want to make out of a career? That's a one thing as well. 
And to me, where, where I go to, not necessarily like, because like with anything, there's always like strategies and tactics and skill sets. Exactly. But there's also the mindset and what I call the heart set and soul set. Like there's other sets <laughs> to talk about. I, to me, when you actually really embody and nail and really know the mindset, heart set, soul set piece, it's so much easier to get the tactics and strategies and skill sets. Because, like, you know, we talked about it again earlier. It's when you're actually coming from this confidence and knowing that you have a message to share and it's all about saying it from your heart and you keep on practicing it. Then later, the competence grows as as the more you're doing it. And then you could just easily tweak and test and try different strategies to improve yourself. And that's when, you know you can just go forth and do what you want. I mean, I mean just play in, in this realm of speaking because that's good. Be easy once you get the other part of it. <laughs> yeah, because you got cause I think because I think for a lot of people they they think that this is this this long drawn out process or qualifications for all that. And yeah. you just mentioned you just mentioned it that you if you got if you have a message and you want to get that message out to people, then why not speak about it? Better yet, why why not write? But or even 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 better, why not write about it? Yes, you got that, and that too. Like a lot of people who are they have a message to share, but then they're like they don't have the confidence, or they're stopping themselves from speaking it and writing it. And they think you mentioned it like that they have to have like letters after their name, right? Like a certain certification or degree or years of experience or something. And they're like, until this is the future moment, until I get there, then I will do that. But then it's simply like you have it now. You can start speaking it. You can start writing it. I think it, you know, that doesn't require, you know, special skills. But I do. I know for me. Because I because I have a very I have a very active imagination. That's one. Of, that's for me. That's one of the that's one of the peculiarities of my of me writing. Because because my imagination is extremely active, I can dream up all these things. You know, not on a not always on a wit or a whim. Sometimes it does take a little thought process for me, but it I can dream. I can pull all these these diverse characters and situations out of my mind and it's like how did i do that oh i know it's it's already it's already it's already ingrained in me yes oh my god i love that so i'm really enjoying this conversation so i, I want to we i want to talk about the global release of this now i did i did purchase the book so and i, I and i have been reading it so thank you. So I, want, so I want to talk about this global release of this book, man. I know I know we talked about it in the first in the first show, and and we had we had some wonderful wonderful co-authors that came that came aboard, and they they talked a little bit about their story and and everything else involved, and that you have you have this 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 global event that's going on for the you know for today that went on today. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen Sunday as well. So. This book release, how it, how does that, how does that feel now to be, to have this out there in the world, to have people read it, 
and to have people's lives change or to have people come back with positive reviews and you know these wonderful stories about how something that they uh, a sentence or a paragraph of what one of you, one of the co-authors said you know make a difference in their lives oh my god <laughs> it's absolutely epic like i think i shared it too earlier in one of my you know i did a live of this that i actually was literally crying Crying because I the next day, the day after the book came out, because I was getting all these messages of love, like really outpouring of love in and gratitude and appreciation for the book and how it's full of positivity and like what they're getting out of it. And it's not just me, even the co-authors, like they are getting feedback about like saying, oh, I can't stop. I can't put it down. I can't stop reading it. Like they finished the book in one sitting and just a lot of different feedback. And like what you said, reviews into this baby <laughs> that we and all this you know this project this work of love that we brought together and it's just this it's like when your baby came out and you're just looking at it in love and then everyone's just like oh like really <laughs> enjoying and loving up your baby right and it feels like it's just it feels super amazing it feels so good and wow. yeah and to know that it is doing what it's meant to do is to inspire people that's what really it's all about right and i'm gonna i mean i have to say that you know just like from the when we when we did when we talked um and when we talked in january late january and the co you had the co-authors that were that were there you know each one of their stories had you know a commonality, a commonality to that, commonality to them. Was that intentional? Absolutely. So um, if it's okay, like I wanted to, you know, if to, to open the curtains, right? Like behind the scenes. Of course. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with different like anthologies or co-authored books, but we made a solid intention that this book is not going to be about promoting the co-authors. This is not about highlighting, you know, like giving them credibility or it's not about that. It really is about just bringing through one solid message of true power. It's not about me, Trissa. It's not about the co-authors. It's not about our stories. It's about one thing. It's that, and that is to bring the reader in true power. And so with that one solid intention with, from each and every author, we, and then allowing our stories to bring through that message, mm. that is really what I feel is that, that made it powerful because we all are just speaking about one thing and one thing alone it is this is not about like oh we have different things that we're saying no we're talking about one thing and yet we're saying it in different ways right 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 and because we want the reader 
to really have a grasp like from because I can be telling you one thing, right? Like even in this exchange right now, I can be saying one thing and then you say the exact same thing in your way. And then the listener is totally getting it in two different ways. And now the experience is like, wow, deeper. Now we have 14 ways of saying one thing. And so mm -hmm. at the end of it, you know, the intention is for the reader to really, really um, have and that solid knowing and understanding of what true power is. Got it. Got it. And I think, and I think, and I think that I'm, that I'm liking as I'm reading is, is that, you know, I know with me that, you know, if I'm reading an anthology, there's going to, there's going to be, there's going to be one or two people. There's going to be one or two stories that I'm going to most definitely relate to because they relate because they're going to either relate something close to like a life experience that I had or, Maybe a thought, maybe a thought, a thought process that I had long abandoned, or even something that I, something that I felt long ago and stuff like that. So, what I'm enjoying about reading reading this particular book is that each each one, like I said, each one of the stories, it's the same message, but it's a but it comes across a different way. But they, but it also touches a different part of you. So one story may tug, may one story may tug at your heartstrings. Another one may kind of force you to think a little differently. And another one may just be like, well, damn, I was, I had it wrong all along. So I like how, I like how they, it, they speak upon the same thing, but it, it affects, it affects, it affects you in a different way. And that's something, that's something now Diani's story is something that all of us say is that, you know, um. it, it really, really tugged that. It really tugged at my heartstrings, and mm -hmm. and I'm like, and I just get every time I and I read it twice. I'm like, I'm, and every time I read, it, I'm shaking my head like, this can't be, this is unbelievable. But but one but to come to but to find out that that you know there is, you know that so called happy place that she's that she's that she's find that she was able to come to. And really, just push forward into that happiness was like, okay, that's so. That I was like, okay, yes, finally, that's that's where it is. And that her story really just, I mean, oh my god! Wow, I'm, getting, I'm so I'm, glad to hear this. I'm getting I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because I was like, man, oh goodness, that can't be. And there's so many, and it's so many things in her story that I could that could that I could that I can relate to. And I wow. was like. So when and I and I and that and I think that it I think that's more than just the intended purpose. So because sometimes you can craft something and it becomes so relatable that you know you literally you literally feel what that person was experiencing and you feel it in a in like in a in, in a very very visceral way. And to me, that to me that is the that is that is the the hallmark of of a writer, if they're able to have you feel this, not only visually, not only here, but here, it it may it may it has it makes an impact. It has a very it has a very very good it has a very has a good impact. Wow, wow, that is huge! Thank you so much for sharing that, and I'm gonna tell Dioni that is such a great feedback of and it's true right like 
and that's why we have 14 different stories because there's one that's ought to resonate with you. And there's right. different ways, right? Different ways of um, sharing this. And there's a story that's just going to capture you. And where you, that's the only, so that's, I'm so glad to hear it. Right. And I mean, it's, and you said it, it feels very good to have this release out to the world. And, and I mean, what is, what has been the, what has been the feedback so far? I mean, how, I mean, how, I mean, cause I've seen a couple of um, reviews and a couple of um, people like, like really well-known people give a give some positive feedback to that how does it how does that feel to know that you know people that are extremely well-known give give positive feedback to some to a book like this oh wow it is overwhelmingly amazing it's so you know i feel so much gratitude and honor that these people who are giants in the industry, right? In the author world, in the coaching and speaking world would actually give their endorsement, their support, this stellar raving reviews. And it just to me means that I am not alone. We are not alone in bringing forth this message of true power that we have people, giants behind us that we could step on their shoulders instead of us trying to all do it alone that we are actually one big team here you and i like we're in the team together like right we're doing this right it's so amazing it's like we're one big team and together we can make such a bigger bigger difference i know i know that i know that i know that may i know that makes your heart happy to know that you know you have these 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 people to just to truly endorse it and endorse it, you know, in an honest, in an honest way. I know I know that I know that makes your heart happy. Oh yes, and, and as an author yourself, you know that it takes a lot to put together a book, and oh. so being having that acknowledgement, being received in that way, and being um, seen and supported in that way is very very big. Wow, and that's and that's and that's what it's that's really what it's all about. I mean, it's I know for me it's it's not really about sales or about notoriety. You know, for me, if it's if I can reach that one person, that one individual, and have them change their mind or change their heart, then my mission is accomplished. I mean, I don't I don't need I don't need the rest of it. You know, my my goal was to reach that one person. Yes. And that one person can be the one, right? Making the ripples for you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then you guys had you guys have this this event that's going on on that's going on for the next three days. Tell tell everybody, tell everybody that's listening or looking at this. Tell everybody about this event. Oh my God, guys, it's so fun because <laughs> um, so the book is one one thing right like you guys everybody you can still get it if you haven't yet but then going into the event it's just like the book super sized mega charge super charged like it's really going deeper into these you know in the co-authors and their hearts intention and i get i'm the one interviewing everyone <laughs> and so i get to ask more and it's so funny because earlier even the other co-authors watching their fellow author are saying like, I've already read the book and now I'm watching 
and I'm still getting more. And it's this ever expanding thing. And it's, again, it's just something, and it's a movement that keeps on giving. It keeps on expanding. No, we start with the book and now we have these three day event. It's like a summit and it's a, it's our book launch party that we call it because it's a celebration. It's a celebration of the book release. And it's also a celebration of all of us in our team gathering and joining together in love, in fun, in celebration, in joy, in true power. And so, yeah, it's, you know, every day we're meeting at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. UK, 7 a.m. Sydney. <laughs> and that's the same time at yourtruepowerbook.com forward slash party. And that actually brings you into my Facebook page where we hold the live um, every day for the next three days. And we are interviewing the co-authors. You get access to them. You get to ask questions. I get to ask questions as well. Um, get the behind the scenes and get inspired, get empowered. And we are also raffling. <laughs> it's so fun today. Like every author I interviewed, we did a raffle from, you know, among everybody that's present and engaging and commenting. And it's just, it's just a fun, <laughs> so fun. And we're also raffling um, throughout these days, Amazon gift cards. And the, our biggest prize is $1,000. So it's like, whoa, it's, it's just really fun. And, and using, and I, and I tell this to everybody, I, I mentioned it earlier too. When you get a book, you get a chance to get a raffle link that you get to share with your family and friends. And every family or friend that gets the book, it's only $1 right now during lunch. Um, and they get, you, you get to get 12 extra entries. And I saw everybody, this is just super cool. Those who actually use their links and shared it and have a gazillion of entries, they're always getting in the draw. Like there's just so many chances that they're always getting picked by the software. It's so cool. <laughs> so <laughs> it does work to actually share it and get more entries. So indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's fun. And, now, and still, you know, still we're talking about the behind the scenes of it, yeah. you know, even when bringing together an, an anthology such as this one, there are, there are, there are sure, there are, I won't say shortcomings, there are possible pitfalls. Mm -hmm. So in the culmination of this, this anthology, what pitfalls did you and your co and the co-authors encounter? And in what ways did you guys come together to overcome overcome that overcome those pitfalls and kind of and move together as a cohesive unit? That is a really good question. And actually, this piece is actually the big piece. Um, you know, if we are gonna listen behind the scenes, you're actually gonna hear among the authors, especially one saying so strongly that it's writing the book is the easiest part. <laughs> It was actually the easiest part of the journey. It's actually the, because this project, you know, this book is not just about, like I said, it's more than a book. Right. It's more than publishing. It's all about us being first in our true power to walk it, to breathe it, to be it, to be the message. And the book is simply a vehicle a messenger that brings it out in the world. 
And so when you talk about the pitfalls, like to me, the biggest um, challenge, if you will, is having resistance. So every co-author is has been like throughout, like if you see them a year before and to now, like they're different people, like all of us, we're, nobody's the same because of the big transformation process that everybody went through. And so in every stage of transformation as they are, it's like, it's like they, everybody went into this cocoon. Everybody went in as caterpillars and they all went in this cocoon and then they all had to dissolve in goo, right? <laughs> this jelly goo before they come out as butterflies now as number one international best-selling authors. Right. Now, now the 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 challenge part is the goo part like in that cocoon <laughs> when oh, yeah. things has to you know really fall apart and so the whole time me as the leader too it's about always getting everyone in when you say like having them stay cohesive because there are things that are going to pop up and they're like even in the let's say you know let's talk about the writing part even in the writing part, I actually, I know that we have co-authors, but I practically co-wrote each chapter because I would go in and coach them about even the writing and like the plot of it or how, you know, what to go deeper in and all that. And because it's life experiences, it's a transformational process in itself. Like they would go through emotions, just going to the past moment of their darkest moments, right? And so coaching them through that one by one, like really going deep in their stories. And some people, you know, some have, you know, maybe still have feeling embarrassed about something that they are apprehensive about sharing, you know, those kind of things. Or maybe they wrote the first draft already and they don't want to change it anymore. And they're not like, I'm done. I've done it already. It's like that resistance and like, okay, let's, you know, let's breathe and let's keep the focus on the vision and our commitment that this is not about you. It's not about me. It's about our message. It's about what the book is all about. And so really um, bringing everyone together to align with that the whole time. We have, we were meeting in Zooms virtually every week mm. for, um, for a year. Wow. And a lot of that is coaching them through those emotional and the resistance. And and then really, that to me is the big, big part of the biggest, one of the biggest, actually the biggest part of this work is that, that coaching everybody through that. Because it's easy. I mean, I think, right, like for other authors, you don't really, wouldn't have that unless you ha have your own coach doing that um, for you but you have to go through all that on your own. And to me, that's also another challenge is because I was kind of like the heart surgeon for 13 other authors. And then I have to do my own heart surgery, <laughs> yeah. right? right? Like I, I had to do my own thing too. So that, you know, that's yeah. something, that was the challenging I, part. I think, and I, and I think it's difficult to I think it's a difficult task to pour back into yourself when you pour it out to other people. Because 
you've given everything of yourself to 13 other people and you've given your heart, your soul, your mind, you know, advice, you know, you, you bear, you bared everything to them. And now it's time. Now when it's time to work on you and you don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. And um, part of it too is if you remember my story from our other episode, right. In my writing journey, um, part of me was not confident about writing. Ah, Part of me was not identified as a writer. And so not having anyone guide me through it (laughs) is kind of, you know, it's, it's also being working through my own stuff because at versus others, the the rest, like none of us really think of ourselves as, or none of us are professional writers, if you will. Right. But then they had, you know, I was there for them to bring everyone back to alignment to what the book is all about and what's the vision for the book. But again, I was telling earlier, like we all have our own things and we need somebody (laughs) to help us with that. And so me, like sometimes I'm thinking like, oh, you know, um, I didn't I didn't really have anybody (laughs) look into my (laughs) chapter. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, but you're probably your own your own proofreader. Really, it's like, well, I wrote this, and maybe I'm confident with this, or maybe I'm not confident with this, or maybe let me maybe it could use some work. I don't know. Let me just put it out there. See. Yeah, and then we did have editors, of course. You know, we had people who helped me in the technical aspects of it. Um, I think it's more of like just making it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really just interesting doing your own heart surgery. <laughs> that's why I'm like, so that's why I share it as one of the challenging parts for me, right? Like doing my own, yeah. Probably looking like, wait a minute, does, yeah, that, like, that doesn't go right there. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh man, I cut the wrong thing. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that that would that would that would be interesting and. That'll be interesting and probably harrowing at the same time. Just like I did this to everybody else, but where I need a doctor right now. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think and, and even with with that part of it being, I mean, because you're showing these for these thirteen ladies to be to be transparent, to be open, to be to, to you know to allow certain aspects of what they feel or what they were thinking to be. To just come to just come out of them. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure those those Zoom calls and those brainstorm sessions were were pretty intense. Oh yeah. A lot of it are. <laughs> A lot of them were intense. Because, it, because I think because when when you write something like this, you 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 deal with first, I think first and foremost, you deal with with pain. Mm-hmm. And then you deal with trying to recover from that pain. And then you also deal with the the aspect of moving forward. And then you move you then you also deal with the aspect of staying ahead and then not looking back to not looking back to what to what not not looking back to what hurts you. But moving forward and 
you know, in that confidence, in that, in that glow that you that you that you work so hard to acquire, and not and not really, really just not giving it up. Yeah, for sure, right? Like it's uh, it's it's definitely a process. I, I man, I mean, I I would I think I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for those Zoom sessions. I, I swear. <laughs> well, I know. Well. Yes, actually. <laughs> but then another piece of it is everything was serving in the highest. And these 14 total, right, 13 other coaches and co-authors were all coaches, actually. And so right. there is already, because before we came, before all these women came together, there already has been a transformation. Mm -hmm. That's why we had a story to tell. And so there is a foundation for the knowing and the tools for the transformation mm -hmm. that is making sense. So this is not like coming from nowhere. So as we were all, as I was facilitating everyone, they all have a know-how or a familiarity of what it takes. And there is a, um, for most part of it, a willingness. And that's really all I'm asking for is an openness and a willingness and commitment. And once you are open and willing, we can work magic, right? But it's it's the hardest and the challenging part is when somebody's so close and doesn't want the help. Yeah. Or it's like so like tightly close. That's that's when you want to be a fly in the wall <laughs> because there's like such a resistance. But if somebody is just going through something, and this is actually majority of it, they're just going through this unraveling because again, it's a diff another layer of the onion that's peeling. Got you. Right? And there's a willingness. And so it is easier to transform that. And it's actually very fulfilling because there's not, it's not just me. Like I have all these, all co-authors are all coaches. So we're all there supporting. If there's one person, all supporting this one person. And gotcha. so it, it has been a big transformation journey all throughout. Gotcha. And, and the big piece, the big challenge here is that we really unraveled is, sorry, I think I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> okay. Bless you. <laughs> <go> through. <laughs> um, is aligning so to us i don't know if this is going to make sense to you or to your audience is aligning the what i talked about earlier the strategies and tactics and structures like the hard sets right like the right physical logistical practical things with the energetics and the mindset the soul set the heart set the mindset because sometimes it's easier to be in the mindset and you know it cognitively, but you cannot apply it into the practical things. Got and the people who are so good in the practical things can't do the other side of it. And so to us, what we were mastering the whole time is bringing together all these things so that we can bring about and create something that's like so much bigger than what we can do alone. Got it, got it. And I think one of our viewers does have a question. So Terrence asked, um, understanding that you have a understanding that you have a wonderful group of authors, what were a few of the stories that personally impacted you the most? 
Ah, uh, wow. So the first thing that comes to mind is Leslie's story. So you probably have read that too, um, Frederick. So Leslie's story, it's called My Body is My Guru. And to me, it's super impactful because her story is her journey. So Leslie has been a healer and a spiritual teacher for decades. And so she has been teaching a lot of this mindset and soul set and a lot of this mm -hmm. energetic stuff. But then in the story, she talks about and tells her experience of crashing from burnout and overwhelm mm. and from pushing, right? Because she was over giving. She was giving, 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 always taking care of everybody around her that she actually fell sick. She was in bed for two years. She was literally dying. She was losing all her functioning. She had a brain fog. She was losing the ability to even speak a complete sentence. She was losing the ability to, to prepare herself food. Like she was losing it. She was losing herself. And that was so big for me because she was able to heal herself, right? She was supposed to be dying already, but right, she's here right now. If you know, you can catch the replay of today's um, book launch summit or party because she spoke, but and you will see how vibrant and flowing she is. Mm. And, and to me, that's so impactful. And this is why because I read her story and I had the imagery of what it's like to be in her shoes. I fairly recent experience. I mean, we have this big journey, right? Right. So fair as, as a leader, fairly recently, I had this experience of, um, you know, we have deadlines, right? And there are things that we're procrastinating. <laughs> So there was, there's a lot of pieces in my list and there's this one big thing that I had to do. And I was for some reason, you know, not able to face it. You know, there was just a block, right? We know this, this happens, right? It can be right or something. It does, all the time, all the time. All the time. And so what, so this might be really, um, you know, uh, impactful for you as well, Frederick, because what I did, when I was, I had this task in front of me, I had a deadline and I had to do it. So I sat down and pushed, I finished it. And at the end of the day, I was like, wow, I did it. But that was brutal, right? Like it was tough. I really pushed for it, but I got it done. Yes. And so uh, the day was done. I went to bed, slept in, you know, gave myself a little bit more love to, you know, next day I was fine. I was taking it easy. But then I was in front of my computer. I just had to do a simple task of getting a sticker from DMV, like super, it's not brain science thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was trying to do this and my brain wasn't working. Mm. I could not understand what was on the page. I could not move forward with this simple task. And because I read Leslie's chapter because I read her story, I saw a similarity from what she was sharing in the book to what I was presently experiencing. And to me, that was a big alarm. Like if I didn't read her story, 
I would not have seen what was happening to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. right, I, right. right. I saw sort of kind of a premonition that Trissa, if you continue what you're doing the way you're doing it, pushing yourself, you're look what happened to Leslie, right? Two years in bed. And look at you. You don't eat like I'm I'm um a couple, you know, a few decades younger than Leslie. And I am experiencing that already, like having that that sense of experiencing it in that moment. And it was such a big screaming message for me to go read that chapter again. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like it is something that if you keep on doing it that way if you keep on pushing one day your brain is going to say not anymore i'm done yeah. Yeah. i'm not gonna function anymore and you wonder right like why is alzheimer's dementia brain fog all these kinds of diseases are so prevalent in older ages it's because we pushed our brain so much throughout make using willpower and Leslie in her chapter teaches how it does not have to be that way. And when she learned how to do it a different way, oh my gosh, right now, like she's in her senior years and she's the most productive, most flowing. She blasted through this author journey and so much love and joy and flow. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so yeah, I hope that answers your question because that was huge for me. Oh, I hope Terrence. I hope it does answer your question, Terrence. I mean, because I can. The one thing that I can probably relate to is that is you know, because your body's gonna tell you like, hey, you're doing too much. You need to, you need to stop. You need to slow down. And again, if you continually do it, your body's gonna be like, okay, I'm shutting down. Now you're gonna lay down, and and you keep on pushing still. <laughs> okay. Oh, you oh you don't want to. Okay, I guess what? Now you're done. Exactly. And with Leslie, I think it was harder to spot it because she was doing something really good. She was helping a lot of people. And it's not like she was trying to get richer. She wasn't trying to be famous. She was just helping. And who would have thought that helping would actually bring you to that situation? Right? right. Indeed. And so this is something that's... um very important, if you will, for people to really pay attention to because it can come in different forms. It can come from, you know, you may not be that person who's pushing in the gym like, or pushing to run a race or the marathon or pushing to get more money. Right. It doesn't have to look that way. It can look that way, but it doesn't have to be. Like, what is it in your life where you are actually pushing yourself and you don't need to? Because when you're not pushing it and simply allowing your true power, what we call your true power to work its way with you and allow that to do the work, then there's no more pushing. There's no more resistance actually to not right. get the, the things that need to get done, done. Right, right, I got you. And Terrence said, that's so beautiful to have such a direct impact on yourself and being able to move forward. Yes, thank you, Terrence. It is, and yeah, if um, hopefully you can read it as well and and see for yourself how powerful that that um, story is. Now, 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 I think when Leslie was on the show with us, I think I think Leslie Leslie was on. She was well, she she was a caregiver, right? Or just she no. well, she was just she was just in the in the 
I guess, have the job of taking care of people. Yeah, she calls it. I think she calls it people who are caregiving, but she doesn't know because she's not in the mainstream world, right? Like she just found out that caregivers are more in the medical field or the healthcare field. Um, right. right. So to her, what caregiving means is people who just help other people. So she's she is a healer and a coach. And so she actually people come to her right when they have deep suffering and hurt and she does um one-on-one -on -one sessions with them so Excellent. it's uh yeah so it's something that she would help them through and she has different gifts that she brings into table that she uses to help her clients through she talked about it today in our um summit in our uh, book launch party so if you're watching this you can still catch that replay it's in our um, in my page, in my Facebook page. And Leslie will actually do a live light. It's called a light language activation. She talked about it today, what that is. And a lot of people, a lot of people in the audience were requesting, can you do it now? Can you do it now? <laughs> and I'm like, we don't have time for it right now. But Leslie is coming back on Sunday live. So if you're listening here and watching, we're coming together again live on Sunday and she's going to do a live light language activation. So she, you're going to experience in real time, the power of that. Mm, that's yeah, That's good, man. I think the one thing I think that I, that I think that my, as far as like where my heart goes is like to a lot of the folks that are caregivers, not only caregivers, but a lot of the folks that are in the medical, the medical field, they, they give, and I think a lot of what Leslie is talking, Leslie was me was talking about. I, I feel I can it, feel a kid to those to those people, the caregivers, the people in the medical field, doctors, nurses, LPNs, RNs, those guys, the people, the people that look out for us. That you know, these people, you know, even with with this with this um this pandemic, the respiratory therapists, they give so much of themselves to other people. As far as helping them, helping them heal, helping them, you know, live another day, helping them, you know, get over whatever ails them and their sicknesses and things of that nature, or, or just helping them, you know, breathe better. It's just my my question has always been like, you know, these people pour out their heal, pour their energy to them, to everyone else, and who who puts back into those guys? Who who puts who 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 puts energy back into them? Who you know? talks to them and lets them know that, hey, you know, you guys are doing a great job or you or things of that nature. So a lot of what, you know, Leslie's story to me really puts that thought process in my mind. Yeah, that's a great one. Actually, you you were pivotal, like in, in having Leslie, you know, as we were in after our interview with you, we had another of these Zooms and realize that for Leslie, she is the healer's healer. She is the healer's coach. She is that care that that caregiver for the caregivers. So right. that's what she does. Yes. It's and I and I think I think about that because I because I have I have good friends of mine that are that are caregivers. Um one of my one of my old high school one of my one of my high school classmates she's a respiratory therapist she's a respiratory therapist. Um my my girl my my significant other's daughter, um, both of her daughters are caregivers. One's a one's a personal caregiver, the other one's a respiratory therapist as well. So I think of so when you mentioned Leslie's story, I, I, I always go back. I always go back to them. Mm. I always think I always go back to think about them. 
You know, they're doing all they're doing all these things that are integral in maintaining healthy outcomes or maintaining um, quality of life, maintaining maintaining life. But you know who who gives back to them when they put out so much? You know. That is a great question. And if um, they might want to read Leslie's chapter <laughs> and what Leslie and actually what we are all the message that we're bringing through is that when we so that was the story about like when we use our own life force, when we are using our own energy to caregive, then it gets depleted. Right. But when we tap into the universal source energy and life force itself to do the work for us, then you don't get depleted. And to answer, so to answer your question, what, you know, who cares for these caregivers? It's actually the source in you. Right. And it takes really um, an understanding because it's easier said than done for most, right? Like, okay, let, let source do it, but Hey, how do you really do that? <laughs> exactly. But, Right. And then that's the work. That's really the, the journey. That's the adventure that we're here to unravel and uncover. And that's what we work with people. That's what, you know, that's what Leslie's jam is as well. It's she's all about helping people to activate this energy so that you are always filled. You don't get depleted because you are not using your energy. You are using source energy. Mm, interesting. I love, I love it. I love it. So, so what? Uh, with this, first of all, with this wonderful, this wonderful and powerful book that's out right now, with these thirteen, including yourself, these wonderful ladies who have, you know, poured out, poured out their heart, their soul, and everything else into creating the creating this book, and. This wonderful event that you have over the week that you have over this over this current weekend. What what is next down the line for you? Oh my gosh, great question. <laughs> you know, this is so interesting. We talked about future earlier. <laughs> right. And if you asked me this question years ago before the transformation that I made that I talk about in my chapter. I'll give you a solid laid out business plan or plan, whatever, personal plan, life plan. And I would know what's going to happen every step of the way. <laughs> and the truth is right now I am really just practicing being, and I have been playing with just discovering what comes up for me in the moment. And so I am just allowing, cause there's a lot of things that's, um, percolating, like really inviting me, like people asking like, oh, I want to be part of an anthology too. Like I want what they have. Like maybe that's part of what I'm going to be doing next. And if if that's something that's call calls to people and they reach out and then maybe that's what I'm going to do. But what, so I don't really have like something like, oh, this is what's going to happen. But what I know is that I am just obsessed and committed to one sole thing and that's really in about helping people it's it's all it's two things right like me being and then helping other people be in abundance with ease and flow to have 
to really have that true success with ease and flow and however that looks like right gotcha. for them and so to me it's it's all that's it's all about it because what's this life about right <laughs> like it's about having the joy of it and having it all meaning having everything you truly desire in your heart and not it having being hard and such you know struggle so to me it's really unraveling okay what am I going to do next? What's going to be fun? Like, and, and I'm just, even before this call, like I was me and my husband were like, okay, what do we do? Like, mm, what if we go to Costa Rica or Bali and like, maybe try to live there for a year? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> we're just really exploring and having fun and just seeing what's in the present moment. So gotcha. that's what I'm doing. We just didn't talk about it today. It's what I'm practicing. <laughs> got you, got you. So you're, so, so what I get, you're, you're, anch you're anchored, you're securely anchored in the present with, you know, but what you, but without, you know, I think you, I, the way I say, the way I look at this is you're securely anchored in your present, but you, but you know, you, you're not necessarily sure about what the future is going to bring, but you will, but you welcome it with open arms. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't have any more attachment about knowing what's in the future because when I do, I kind of, we, we, when we actually have attachment or determine or define what the future is, part of that is we're limiting it. Right. But when we actually open it and you kind of are in just this discovery mode. Like, oh, it's kind of like going to Disneyland or the candy. I don't, you know, not that's candy. Just <laughs> <laughs> getting over sugar. <laughs> to this like place, right? Let's say Disneyland. And you're just uncovering like, oh, not necessarily. Like imagine, you know, you're entering Disneyland and you have a map. And okay, let's have a plan. Let's all go here. We need to make the most out of it. Let's at 12 noon, you know, on the dot, we have to have our lunch for 30 minutes, um, you know, sharp because we need to go fall in line to the next ride. And it's so stressful. But what if I just go to Disneyland and just go and explore and see what's there? Right. Because, right. Because because when we're planning, like I remembered having a time that it was like that, like, OK, what's the game plan? You have a map. What's the game plan? Right? Like, how do we conquer this whole whole thing in one full day? You kind of miss a lot of things in the way. You kind of like speed through walking to the next ride and you miss seeing all these beautiful things around you. And it becomes a tiring at the end of the day or just like so pooped and tired. And, <laughs> and you counted like, oh, how many times did I ride the roller coaster, right? I mean, it's still okay. It's still fun, but I'm just having a completely different experience this time. I'm just going in the park and i'm there enjoying every bit of it and the truth is when we actually do that i don't know if you've seen it in traffic but when you're driving and you're like um super anxious trying to get to where you want to go it's so stressful and then when you're super relaxed and going not like maybe just 65 i don't know where you are but like here like 80 and up is what people are go going in <laughs> But when you're just in the slow lane or middle lane, right, and then you're just relaxing, you kind of get there the same time almost. And you even see pat, you know, you even see yourself passing other people who are like trying to cut everybody in line, like in the freeway. Right. 
but you're just relaxed and you get there anyway and you get to enjoy it so you'll get there anyway but you don't have to like be so <laughs> anal about it or be so you know right right so that, that's really that's see, where that's, I see that reminds me see i just you know get in the car let the top back and just get on the, the pacific coast highway and just cruise Yes, yeah. So you're also in California. <laughs> I'm, I mean, oh, I'm, oh, I'm very, I'm very familiar with. I'm, I'm in Georgia, but I'm very familiar with San Diego and Los Angeles. Okay, great. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Get on, yeah. get on the P, get on the PCH and just ride. I just roll. Yeah, yeah. right. And just I mean, enjoy it. Like there's, well, PCH is there's not really much space to I know and stuff. So that's that's a benefit of that, <laughs> if you will. I mean, but but to me, it's still it's still a we're still a wide open road, and it's 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 wide enough, it's wide and open up for me to cruise and let the top back and just not like worry it. about it, let's not worry about anything, just just ride with no sense with no sense of where I'm going or no sense of where where my destination is, just just ride. Yes, and you still get to where you're going. Exactly, wherever the wherever that might be. Right, and so, then you kind of get to discover um other things along the way and it's i mean not to you know it's okay i mean i just want to let everybody know it's still okay to have plans we made a plan to meet here at this time to be in this right <laughs> podcast together but it's right. like wow, like how did that happen that didn't happen from like planning you know overly planning or right setting intentions i think there's a distinction to too like to me the intention is to connect and be on my tribe. So to me, my next thing is holding my intention of abundance with ease and flow. And so how that comes in as I am helping others be in abundance and ease and flow, that's where we'll discover how that looks like. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And I think one thing that you mentioned, one thing that you, you did mention, but it, but it stuck, but it stuck out to me. And I, I, I compare this to like being being you know like driving around. Some sometimes it's okay to get lost. Oh yes, <laughs> there's a gift in getting lost. Of course, of course. I mean, I mean, and for me, you know, I don't mind. For me, I don't mind now. For me, as far as like I'm, I'm riding around, I don't mind being lost now because I'm eventually I'm gonna find I'm gonna find my way back to where I want to go because um something's gonna a main street's gonna look familiar to me a major highway's gonna look familiar to me or or again there's a landmark that I remember oh I, I remember that okay so I can so if I turn here where this landmark is I can get to where I'm going so for me now I I don't mind being lost mm -hmm. that's because sometimes now okay okay I'm um some people panic when they when they're lost. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna drive. Just gonna keep. Just gonna keep traveling until I find something that's familiar. And then once I find it familiar, familiar, then I'm then I'm on my way. Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's the it's, it's the it's those it's those lessons that I've had to apply to that I'm that I'm learning to apply to my own life. Not only that, but also understanding, you know. Understand the presence, the presence of God of God in my life too. So those are those are principles that I apply to my life, but also understanding the other things as well. And as I keep applying those principles, things get easier, burdens get lighter, things 
you know, you know, you don't, you don't care, you don't carry, you don't carry as much around you, you don't carry as much on you as you as you as you move as you continue to move forward. And I'm slowly but surely learning to, like, you know, jettison this, get rid of that. It, it's it's a process, and I think from reading, you know, Diani's story was, like I said, it's it it pulled it pulled at pulled at my heartstrings in the most the most profound way, and I'm going when I get a chance, I'm gonna personally thank her for that. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So, I think she'd super appreciate that. Indeed, indeed. So I want to give you this particular chance, this particular chance, this opportunity to first of all let our viewers know who you are, you know, this wonderful book that you have out, where they can, where they can find, where they can where they can purchase the book, and also about this wonderful event that's that's continuing on over the weekend. So you have the floor. Ah, uh, thank you. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Again, my name is Trissa Tismal-Kapili, and I would love to invite you to get a copy of our book, Your True Power, The Key to Your Amazing Life. It's available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon, and you actually get um, bonuses, over $2,000 in bonuses, in yourtruepowerbook.com. So just go there, and you get all these amazing bonuses from all the authors and right now if you do it right now before sunday you actually get a free raffle entry to win one thousand dollars gift cards and a, a, a lot a lot a lot <laughs> a lot of other amazing prizes um so again that's www.yourtruepowerbook.com and um, like what Frederick said, we are having our three-day virtual book launch party. That's our summit and our celebration happening today. We started today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, where and we are showcasing all the co-authors, and you get the opportunity to ask your questions, see the behind the scenes, and feel inspired and empowered in a much, much deeper, bigger way. And we're also doing our raffles during this time. So join us live. Um, you can get in at yourtruepowerbook.com forward slash party, or you can go directly on my page, facebook.com forward slash Trissa TC, T R I S S A T C. Um, and yeah, you'll find the replay from today on there. And if you want, click like on there, click the turn on the notifications so that when we go live tomorrow and on Sunday, you'll get an alert. So it's really fun. And the, the energy is so high and it's super fun, fun, fun. So I hope you join us. Very good, very well. Thank, Trisha, thank you so very much for coming on to this, coming on to the show tonight, and you know, sharing your positive energy and your enthusiasm for you know for this wonderful book. And I, you know, I, I wish you so much. I wish you continued success in all your endeavors, and I wish continued success for for the co-authors as well. I mean, they this is this is a powerful book that really needs to be seen and really needs to be heard to the world, and. This is it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna change some it's gonna make some impact on some lives. So I, I most definitely see that. Ah, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here and a privilege to just connect with you and yes, get to right like just being and feeling you and seeing you and 
has also learning about you and and your, all your input. So thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I enjoyed you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude our show. But I want to leave you guys with this. In order, in order to win, one must be able to lose with dignity and grace. Winning is not always about the victory. If you learn to lose with dignity, dignity and grace, you're already the victor. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude our show tonight. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and vibing out with us tonight, man. You can all you can you can catch the replay shortly here on Facebook, and you can also go to our Facebook page at Trailblazers Radio. Also, just want to let you guys know there why that that we will be that I will be uploading this particular episode the next tomorrow on Anchor on Anchor.com. So you can also go check that out on Anchor.com and also check it out on Spotify and on Google Podcasts as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I want, and again, I want to thank my special guest tonight, Miss Trissa Tismal Capilli, for coming on and blessings with her infectious energy and her enthusiasm. Ladies and gentlemen, I bid you good night, be safe, and please take care of each other. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.